And I've actually, we're starting our recording right now on Skype, so I have the other file saved from earlier, but this is the first thing being recorded on the current file. And we are now live on Twitch. Hey, Twitch. Greetings, Twitch. We hope that you've enjoyed your 30-minute wait for the show to start. We uh, (laughs) had some severe scheduling issues. Uh, Hi, kitty. I I wonder whose fault that was. Well, Sue found a cat, so we have that, too. Oh, yes, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan Scott. Wait. Sue, the only other person. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's left? Daniel. Hi. <laughs> Present. All right. So I'm here. We're still here. I, I think with all of the discussion that we've had, I think we're ready to start the show. Would you Would you agree? Oh, I agree. Yes. Please. All right. Sounds like a plan. And with that, let's start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota, it's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, can't, I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning right, dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob just there? I'm so sorry, Be Bob. your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> Hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry, that was season two, A Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was good on TV, but it was... Jen, what are you doing? I had a splinter in my face that I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. Ooh, this would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Yeah. letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray just says, nope, sorry, Bob. Hey, Ray, thought you'd have my back. doesn't have the fruit. <laughs> it's fracking cold, dear. I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down! Oh, He's slowing down! 
have everyone watching at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file. This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality. It's like one tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, my own. see out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the mech McGorgasm thing that Bobby said one time. Orgasm? That's hilarious. It's harder to say than they are. That's wicked funny. It's <laughs> the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. O-M-E, Jack. Oh, this is a poop, man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. Wake up and smell the Catholic suit just found, Poovoinians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning show yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and I am sitting here at the table of awesome with my closest of friends, starting with my biffle, Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? It's going very well, Bob. Now, we had a, a very nice morning today. I hate to say this, but we woke up together. Or I, w- I woke up. You hadn't gone to bed yet. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you talking about me or are you talking about your wife? I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm talking to Bobo. So this morning I wake up, it's like 5 in the morning, I'm waiting for Danielle to get to work, and Bob is typing to me because he hasn't gone to bed yet because <laughs> the West Wing apparently is throwing <laughs> up his, his sleep schedules. So he sends to me, which I love from Bob, he's like, if I stop talking, it means I've fallen asleep. <laughs> so those, that little dot, dot, dot thing on messages, he's dot, dot, dotting, dot, dot, dotting, dot, dot, dotting, stopped. I'm like, good night, Bobo. I had to go to work. I was like, oh, I just like it, because I think it. One, I typed a letter or two in, so I thought I was typing. Yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. It yes, typing. so I'm sorry for no. screwing. I was actually technically awake, but then you're like, go to, you're like, basically, good night. I was like, yeah, I should go to bed. Good night. Yes. But anyway, speaking of the only woman on the face of the planet that stand ever, ever in a million years being married to Ryan, it's Danielle. Danielle, how are you doing tonight? I can never tell if that makes me sound really desperate or not. <laughs> I'm thinking yes, that's just me. Um, doing pretty well. I had a strange medical thing happen where I, um, no, this is weird, where last week I I felt like I had something stuck in my my throat. Oh, So, like, I I looked, obviously, with a flashlight, because I'm like, well, maybe I have, maybe I'm getting a sore throat or something or whatever. So I look in the mirror, and I have a giant white, like we talked about this because like we were we were in Whole Foods yeah. and I yelled across the aisle, "Do you have oral herpes?" Yeah. <laughs> so I have like this so not- sweet. So I have like this big white spot in my throat, and I went to the doctor, and they're like, "Yeah, that's a tonsil stone." So like apparently, like, a what? Apparently, you can get stones on your tonsils that are basically collections of like food and minerals and whatever, and it calcifies onto your tonsil. Now, we just want to say this so, about marriage. About marriage. There's things in marriage that you have to do for your spouse. Like, you know, it's when they get older, you have to, like, you know, bathe them and clean them and do all these things. It's it's, it's assumed during marriage you're going to have to take care mm-hmm. of the other spouse. My job as spouse A for spouse B here, I had to, well, I offered to. You didn't take mm-hmm. me up on it. My job would have been to poke her with a stick. And try and knock the stone. Yeah, I had to basically, we had to scrape the back of her throat. Well, like, the doctor basically tried to get it out for me, and all I kept doing was gagging. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I'm like, I said, you have to stop. I can't just keep sitting here, like, with you sticking. She was using, like, a tongue depressor. So she gave me tongue depressors and said, here, you can try to get it off yourself. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm, like, standing in front of the mirror with, like, my flashlight in one hand, trying to, like, 
pry the stone off. And my tonsil is so far back in my throat that, like, every time I approach it, you just get that gag reflex. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't, I can't get this stupid thing off. So finally I gave up on it. I'm like, whatever. It's there. If it's still there in a couple weeks or after I have the baby, I'll go to the de- dentist and be like, numb my throat and get the thing out. Because I can't, I can't do so this. So what you really love is when your 38-week pregnant wife screams, Ryan! I'm like, what? It fell off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So like then yesterday, in those was three like, minutes, I in the yeah. three moments it took for me to run and find out because you know how we talked like, in the past, gone. Ryan. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's like by the time you get there, it's like you know the girls on fire. It took so long. I wet myself. I planned the route to the hospital. I oh, began to up. pack a bag. No, I think it was oh, just so like cool. I looked and I'm like, oh my god, it's gone. <laughs> like that. So that means, however, they that I it. that I swallowed it. So, and I don't know when. I don't know if it was during a meal or, like, in my sleep, but I've now, digested my thoughts. Can I just bring up a thing gross. here? It's called sexism. If I did this, Bob would be all over me. But because we love Danielle and she's pregnant, we're ignoring the fact that we haven't introduced no, our favorite Canadian I uh, producer, Sue. I, 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 I never monologue during the intro. This is the one time. The one time. The tonsil stone? Could you imagine if I did this with a tonsil stone? <laughs> I, I, you know, I try to be generous and allow people, especially one time. somebody's pregnant wife, to, you know, have a little bit of moment if they want to have it. I'm saying, Ryan, you should be a little bit more understanding. I'm just watching the clock. You get like, it every week. Poor Scott. Actually, to be honest with you, I've been just banning uh, spammers in the chat room, so okay. I'm sorry. I was well, a little distracted. So, Is that code for Ray but or speaking, something? Speaking of spammers who can't speak English, uh, we have our favorite uh, maple-flavored... Maple-flavored I gotta come up with one more before next week. Anyway, it's, like the one it's my it's my maple-flavored biffle, Scott. Scott, how are we doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. Things were a little frantic today, so... Uh, I ended up staying an extra 20 minutes and thereby came in to the house after the podcast was supposed to be starting. But, you know. <laughs> Where are you going? You need a passport for tomorrow? Where are you going? Nope. I'm just go. I'm heading over to another province, so I don't need oh. a passport for oh, that. I'm God. heading back to Saskatoon to spend Thanksgiving with Mom and Dad. Because our Thanksgiving is this weekend. I was going to say, are you going by, like, dog sled? Because Thanksgiving (laughs) isn't for, like, a month. They have different holidays. Because they're Canadian. We have ours in October, so that when we have turkey again in December, it's not... Because the Americans... Yeah, Yeah. the Americans buy all the the turkey. Can I just ask a question before we get to the lovely producer, Sue? Scott, you... um, Bob, I'm sorry. You posted a, a message on Facebook within the last few weeks that said when you were at work, someone presented a passport with a maple leaf on it. Yeah. And you're like, well, clearly this is a Canadian passport. There's a leaf right on it. So you gave them, like, their alcohol or whatever. Yeah, is- it did say Canada on it. Okay. However, like, I still want to see, like, a legit photo because I don't think, like, it looked I love like. It. it said Canada. <laughs> like, what? Canada. And it looked like it had clip art of the Canadian flag, which I think hmm. clip art probably makes it does sound all that legit now that I think about yeah. it. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh, so I probably won't be accepting that. There's like some 14-year-old drunk off their ass right now in Fresno who loves Bob and loves Canada. She's like, I love Canada! <laughs> I mean, I probably would have even more legit uh, accepted it if they were buying uh, the, the new Maple, or the, it's not necessarily new, but the Maple Crown Royale. Like, <laughs> every, like That seems like the thing now. Like They're putting maple syrup into hard liquor because mm. apparently that makes it taste better. I don't know. 
It just reminded me of um, weird of that scene from Gilmore Girls where the girl for her science fair finds out who her real father is and yeah. has her uncle do the DNA analysis, and they're all like, "Is her uncle qualified to do this this test?" Because now it's like in the holdup in court. He's like, "Well, yeah, I saw a picture of him. He was standing right next to a microscope." But like, yeah. that's our standard of proof that it's a maple flavor. There was a maple leaf on it. Right on the on the past. Well, speaking of high standards, we have our every love ever lovely producer Sue. Sue, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, but I want to say to Scott that if, Scott, someday some listener comes up and licks you to see if you're maple-flavored, <laughs> I think you can sue Bob it's for all false Bob's fault. advertising. <laughs> yes. And he's, because he's not I'm just waiting for Pufuanians to ambush you and, you know, see if you really are. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Scott. As as I am aware. Oh. No. This is like the behind the Puffla story on, like, whatever network lifetime that will run it. It's like, Scott always seemed like he was the happy Canadian, but behind the scenes, they were all rubbing him to see if he was really <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I have a question for Mooney in the chat. I was just talking about the character of April from Gilmore Girls, and she just wrote to me that Vanessa uh, Morano, um, the character, the actress who played her, hated the character of April. Does she mean then when she was playing her, or like in retrospect, like she hated that character? Just April was so cute. Right back to me when you get a chance. Aww. She was the only good thing about like the she'll hear you in about half, I liked April. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Apparently a couple of things before we... Is on Netflix now, so it is. Yes, it is. Is it? Oh, wow. Now I have a new show I can watch. Oh, you yeah. Yes, Bob, Bob, you're already up. You should. Oh, so no. sorry, Bob, Bob so sorry. Bob, 47. Bob, did you watch Arrow this week? I did watch Arrow this week. It was better than The Flash, inter- and better than the Flash this week, which made oh, me sad. We even had a little Flash on there. I have to watch you know both yeah. of I just, you know, what pisses me off is when... When show, I, well, hopefully this isn't really, um, how can I put it? Uh, gonna spoil anything for the Flash season one, but I'll be very vague. It really pisses me off. And for some reason, Doctor Who gets a pass with it. I don't know, but it really pisses me off. As I said this for the third time, third time, when shows use time travel, but don't play by any of the rules mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> and it's just like, really? Wait, that makes no basic logical sense when using time travel at yeah, but all. Doctor Who well, they is like the, the rules first, halfway through. Uh, Doctor Who, because of the way that the show works, mm-hmm. <coughs> doesn't have to follow rules. Okay, I think. Right, how about this? I'll, I'll just say this generically. I think I can say this without really <laughs> spoiling. So pseudo-spoilers for The Flash Season 1. I'm not naming characters, okay? At some point during The Flash Season 1, a character is literally removed from existence because they a their ancestor is killed off. Mm-hmm. So that's because the ancestor is killed off, they never could have existed in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when in the season two opener, they find a videotape and the will of the character that apparently never existed, it kind of just really pisses me off. Because it's like, wait a minute. The tape should have just now. Is this means the character, that, as we find out, has been portraying someone for however long, however many years? Or is it the person that was originally um, impersonated by that original no, character? No, this is the 
I feel like you should be able to use names because I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I want, I, I want, I want, but doesn't Scott watch it? Scott, are you? Yeah, Scott watches. Scott, okay, don't spoil Scott. Season but one. I know what Bob's talking. Don't about. worry about me and Danielle. We're episode. we'll just okay. hang. Listeners, yes. Full spoilers for this Flash season mm-hmm. one. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's an amazing show. One of the best shows I've watched in quite some time. It's fun. It's a, a real kick in the pants. Okay. So. <laughs> you find that all fun? Right, just to give a little bit of context for our non-Flash friends. Okay. There is a character named Harrison Wells. He is kind of like the mentor to the Flash. Okay. But when you find, you, you have all this like stuff going on all season long. And then like halfway through the season, you come to find out that Harrison Wells has been dead for years. Okay. And his body was taken over by a man named Eobarthon, who is in the future becomes a character known as the Reverse Flash, which is kind of like one of the Flash's main villains. He thinks of himself as the Flash's arch enemy, though there are other contenders. But um, he has come back in time and ended up taking over the life of Harrison Wells and then used that to um, create the Flash because of various plot reasons that he needed to do that. Because he basically wants to go back home, but he needs the Flash to become the Flash in order for him to go back home. Yeah. So basically he's trying to fix his own paradox. Okay. Well, one of, one of the Flash or Barry Allen's friends at the police department is a guy named Eddie Thawne, who happens to be like the great, 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 great grandfather of the evil dude who came back in time to, uh, basically create the Flash or whatever. Okay. So in the season finale, uh, the reverse Flash is kicking the shit out of everybody and is getting everything he wants and blah, blah, blah. And at the very end, Eddie Thawne, the great-great-great-great-grandfather of the bad guy, gets this ingenious idea to kill himself. Because if he kills himself, then in theory, Eobard Thawne, who becomes Harrison Wells, who is the reverse Flash, will never would never, exist. Would never exist. Because he's dead, thus he can never right. be born. Okay? All right. So, with the logic of that using time travel and the butterfly effect, in theory, if he's reversed, if he's removed from time altogether... Why would any of them have any memory of anything? Like, everything would basically reverse itself. Like, uh, the, the reverse Flash who killed the Flash's mom when he first came back, the mom should be back because that he never existed, so no one thus would have killed her, so thus she should still be alive. Was there any plot point that had, like, something that protected them from the changes in the timeline? Because Star Trek <laughs> loves to do that so they can hit no. the... I was going to say, like, Bob's... his This whole description would just, like, blow Janeway's mind. Except if it was an episode where Janeway enjoyed time travel. Yeah. So this happened to her. <laughs> no, they, they, she flip-flops, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So they all, despite them, him killing himself and him being ripped from time and having a really cool visual effect, they all remember who he is, which I think is kind of odd in the first place. Okay. All the things that the reverse flash has done have not been reversed, aka Barry's mom's not alive. Uh, his father is no longer, is still in jail for the murder, for the supposed murder of his wife. Um, mm-hmm. so, those things are kind of like, kind of you could get away with. Like, kind of like, okay, you realize you basically would have just redone your entire show by doing this. Okay? But what really just irks me is like, okay, I don't know if you've seen the season finale yet. But basically, I'm sorry, I said the season premiere yet, Scott. So hopefully this, yet, is, no. this, is, this is only a slight spoiler for you. Basically, uh, Harrison Wells leaves a VHS, which I'm surprised anybody still uses VHS <laughs> modern era. Um, videotape message to, to the flat or to, to Barry. It's like, wait a minute. How did he, who never existed, still remain in, not only remain in the minds of the characters still, but 
is able to so is leave it? a message on VHS tape for the Flash <laughs> in case if, in case if you know uh, he is ever like to be, you know, if there comes a point where you have beaten me and I no longer exist or I'm dead, then you get to you know watch this video. And was it the original Eobarthon who left that, or is no. it Harrison Wells? No, it's Harrison Wells, Eobarthon. Interesting. And is there still a Harrison Wells who isn't Eobarthon now, because he never went back and took over his life? Um, without getting into actual spoilers for the episode, which I don't want to do for you, I will go ahead and say no. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I just think it's funny because this is a this is a book series I read actually tonight. I read another one of, of in the series, and this is like kind of the plot when you change something in time that's so substantial. What happens? There's uh, there's so many better ways they could have done it than say, oh yeah, the tape's still here and people are still here, and that's kind of like, that's lame. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like it, it just kind of goes this concept of time travel. It's like you know, right. time travel is a really fun nifty thing but it is super complex and it's just like even on like even on the simple level like obviously you know i'm sure you're all familiar with the butterfly effect okay mm-hmm. just even like the beating of a butterfly's wing could have massive ram- if it's changed it has massive ramifications on time okay whatever that that's taking a bit far for storytelling purposes but if you literally like like even on the simplistic like if i'm struggling with this concept of like He's eliminated from the time stream, but yet he's still all over mm-hmm. the place. Right. It's like, you're just doing it because you, you couldn't figure it. Like, the only, like, you thought it'd be a cool way to kill him off by, like, killing him off by killing off the, uh, the descendant, but you still want him to exist. It's just like. Right. There's a, there's a series which, if you're interested in this, um, I would recommend it. It's called the Chrono series. Uh, the author is Rissa Walker. I've read a few of them. I read. Um, it's actually in Kindle World, so I read like fan fiction of it tonight, written by someone else. But the plot involves um, time travelers, and that specific thing happens where a grandmother is is killed to eliminate the granddaughter from the timeline. And what is written into it, they actually write in a plot device where if you're wearing this artifact you're protected from the changes in the timeline. So you'll actually remember both versions of events and the bigger the change, like you, you get like massive headaches and it's this traumatizing thing for you because you're experiencing two different timelines at once, but that's like written into the narrative. Oh, she's wearing this necklace. So she still exists, even though her grandmother was killed before having her mother. So like that really needs to be like part of yeah the, yeah, I wonder if they're going to deal with that in further episodes of the series. Or have the characters be like, what the hell? Why are we still remembering this? And just yeah, like yeah. even acknowledge it. And thing. just to kind of address the chat, because several people in the chat are saying this. Yes, I understand it's the writer saying because the plot says so. It's just... Yeah. That's a as, much, as much as I hate to say it, I love The Flash, but if that's really legitimately the case, that's incredibly shitty writing, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, you, ba- yeah. you basically, you know, have to, like, do something one way, but you're not, like, I don't know, I just... Uh, I think yeah. writing time travel, like, really good, consistent time travel is probably really difficult, because you just get backed into so many corners. Um, that said, but when it's Back to well, the Future... Freaking nailed it. No, that's the thing. Like, like, the, like the series, the, the Chrono series I just mentioned, Back to the Future. There's ones where if they sit down and you can tell this author has like you know Doc Brown's dry erase board, yeah. and maps the whole thing. Like the one thing about these books, every time I read one, I have to go back and reread the other ones because I'm, okay, this is the the her from which timeline and this right. and this. I think sometimes it's like too yeah, much. And there's like and three Star different... Trek screws it up a yeah. lot too because they also 
try to drag in the prime directive into time right. travel. And it's like, well, we can't mess with the culture. And it's like, but they always do. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like in the book series, I read know. there's three different versions of the same character, each of whom experienced a different timeline and was erased and reborn and erased. Yeah. And this time she had the, the artifacts and so she was protected. But the first time she was erased. So this person was her boyfriend when she was the first version, but now that version's gone. And now there's this person. So it's, it's, you have to kind of stop and be like, all right, so she's at this point 26. So this is before that happened. You kind of have to work it in your it's head. It's confusing. It's confusing. But if they get it, if, if you, if the author gets it, it's mm-hmm. awesome because you're, then you feel like excited that you figured it out versus right. what Bob's saying where it's like, oh, yeah, we're not really trying. We don't feel like dealing with that. Right, right. Okay, like- so, all right. Oh, okay, going to address the chat again. Um, okay, Scott, plug your ears. I don't know how much you know about The Flash Season 2, so uh, just we're going to roll with and it. I know that Jake Eric shows up at some point. Okay, so, okay. All right, so basically what they're introducing in, um, in Flash this year is the multiverse. And basically what it is implying is the multiple universes that exist within the, in the, in this case, the Flash universe. Like, for example, like, uh, Jay Garrick is actually the Flash. Uh, but from, like, he's like the first Flash. He's the original Flash. But he comes from what the show is going to be calling Earth 2. Um, most of the villains, uh, will be coming from Earth 2. Um, what's very interesting is that, um, I don't know how, if any of you who watch the show and don't really follow the comic of the mythos, I want to blow your mind for a second. Uh, Caitlin, uh, Snow is actually really a villain, uh, originally becomes a villain known as, uh, Killer Frost. Uh, my under- uh, the, 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 the theory is that Killer Frost is going to be the Earth 2 version of Caitlin so that they can do Killer Frost but still keep their good guy Caitlin. Um, so there is going to be, spoiler, Harrison Wells coming back has actual Harrison Wells, but it's Harrison mm-hmm. Wells from Earth 2. So oh, okay. in the Earth 2 version of Harrison Wells, there was never a, um, the reverse flash never came back and did whatever he was going to do to Harrison Wells to take over Harrison Wells, her body or whatever. Yeah. But even still, the, <coughs> the, her- the videotape was done by Earth 1 Harrison Wells, who was taken over by Eothar Parthon, who was supposed to be removed from existence due to shitty writing and time travel. Oh, okay. so, was but, it left inside but, but, however, his magic will... room that was magic and kept everything? There's that option. No, it's just like a videotape. That VHS tapes aren't magical, folks. Not that magical at all. And people don't really use them anymore. Well, yeah, but so, I mean, no. I in season movies. one, Harrison Wells, evil Harrison Wells, had a room where he went to look at his 23rd century newspaper. So obviously there's some shielding it from time stuff. Has the showrunner responded to this? Because I can't believe Bob is the only one to bring this up. No, is this like a thing? I, I haven't really I haven't really been checking in with the fandom since it's been a really busy week. But I am curious to know if, if there are others. Who he are was like too me. busy watching but, West Wing. Yeah. I was way too busy to do West Wing. I went with the West Wing, which we'll talk about in depth. Sorry, non-West Wing people. But uh, just to kind of wrap up the, uh, the Flash <laughs> thing, if, in chat room, if I'm wrong and, uh, and they somehow resolve it, which I highly doubt they will, but if they do, I will eat crow and I will do <laughs> some punishment on the show, <clears throat> taking up all this time ranting about it. And we'll, we'll make it fun. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll, like, dress up as the Flash and have to run down the street and back on Oh, my God. <laughs> And while we're on it, just because I like to give shout-outs to good authors. That'll be fun. 
Oh, I actually heard all that. Sue, Sue broke up for a second. Yeah, but she's saying could videotape it, yeah. We can do that. Yeah. And read uh, Rissa Walker's uh, The Chronos uh, series, unless you're Selena, because I think you gave it two stars. So oh, you probably don't want to do that anymore. But everyone else, I think you'd enjoy it. <laughs> so, okay. Ryan. Yes. Did you finish The Martian? I did. I finished The Martian. You gave I, it five stars. You don't give many things five stars. I, I give. I give um, five stars. If I love it, I give it five stars. If it was if it was good, but it wasn't on my top list, I give it four. And if I had um, you know notable issues, with it, I give it three. And if it's gone awful, I give it two. I've never given anything one star. That's kind of my rating scale. I actually just had a problem because I just read a book today that was a solid three and a half, and I like. Sweated over once too because there weren't that many reviews, so I didn't want to like. You didn't want to be that one affect person. their livelihood because they were lower than enough that I started the snowball effect. I thought it was awesome. I th- I, I wanted to go as spoiler free as I can because I actually haven't seen any trailers for the movie yet, so I I knew nothing about it. I knew the 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 one sentence summary of what it's about when I went into it. And I knew I've nothing seen else. One that's less a trailer and more demi fiction, which is Neil deGrasse Tyson from. 13 years from now narrating about the the that mission that so they've just cool. gone on that that is amazing <laughs> that was super awesome yeah yeah um well having seen the movie i will say that it is very good very true to the book they added a couple of things to it but um, nothing too major. Do they, do they, um, is it like a lot of narration, him narrating what's happening? Like, how do they deal with the fact that he's alone? Um, he videotapes himself like he does in the book. Okay. But so do you, because so much of the fun was being inside his head and hearing his, his thoughts, because a lot of them are hysterical. Yes, you get to hear, you okay. get to hear his thoughts. And, okay. and he does, yeah, there's some really funny parts. Yeah still in there and they cut out a lot of stuff too i mean you don't get to. to see like the entire journey right from okay. one to the other place yes yeah. okay yeah because stuff like that yeah because that's the thing it's like when you when you laugh at like i remember i laughed my way through the hunger games what's the book about oh it's kids killing each other and i'm uh, laughing at this almost happening some poor guy stranded on mars he has no food so yeah. <laughs> you can tell i'm laughing at that and it's great and it was actually I, I just saw sue post she got it on audible um i got the Audible version too. I, I, the book was nine dollars for my Kindle, and the uh, the audio version was an extra three dollars, which was mm-hmm. well worth it. So, yeah, no, actually, I'm talking about um, oh something else, Armada here. Ah, that would be different. So, but yeah, so so yeah, the Martian I thought was was absolutely great. Are they making? I saw somewhere someone said like a sequel movie, or they were gonna they were they're planning more. How would they to is that even a thing, or is that something I misread? I don't think that there's doing a sequel because it's over. They, they. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that they can do. No, no. Okay, so I'll leave it there because I haven't seen it. But anyone who wants to read this book definitely should. It, it was, it was awesome, awesome, awesome. Bob is getting water and wants to do it very quietly. <laughs> quietly, yeah. He, he didn't want to make a fuss. He needs like one of those so that he doesn't have to refill. Giant bubble. Yeah, a giant bubble. Yeah, but, a giant bubble. That's all. 30, I got. Thirty-two ounce uh, water jug. We're yes. talking about. Authors, um, one of my favorite fan fiction authors is Antasha, and he told me several months ago that he was going to be in town in October, and I wrote him last night, and I said, when are you coming to town? Because we were going to meet, and he's like, oh, God, I'm here now. 
and you're going to be gone all day tomorrow. So I don't get to go meet him. But Aww. he's apparently just gone to Powell's books. So he's very excited about that. Pretty cool. So. <laughs> well, this is the part where I was going to ask Bob about the West Wing, but, but Bob is unfortunately <laughs> not Bob's here right so, now. Uh, so. If we, we also want to talk about, uh, since we mentioned Armada just a bit, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday to try to figure out the gastrointestinal. Yeah. Um, they took four vials of blood and, and uh, gave me a flu shot. Yay. But uh, we still don't know what's going to happen. Oh, bummer. But, uh, but as she was walking out the door, and you have to understand that my physician, my doctor, is a personal friend. Yeah. So as she was walking out the door, I said, wait, before you go, I have to ask you a question. Have you read Ready Player One? And she turned back and her whole face lit up and she's like, not only have I read it, I made everybody I know read it. <laughs> I'm listening to the second one right now. And she's like, oh, there's another. So I set her up for a long drive yesterday. Yeah, she didn't think it was like the, the sequel to Ready no, Player Two. I told, two. Her, I told her what book. it was about. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't mess her up. Too. Now, is he writing Ready Player Two? We yes, talked about this. We talked about eventually, this. That is going yes. to be a thing. Okay, I remember we talked about that. We don't okay. know when. Okay, and we don't know why. It's good. It's a. It's on. It's kind of like how Joe approached the. Uh, what's it called? The Scottish book. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a whenever sort of deal. So because mm-hmm. he's in the process of doing uh, the script for Ready Player One. Right mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Saying. So I just have to say this because I I feel like this is kind of a moment. I have a shout out for some people in the audience, which are my parents, who uh, are listening via Twitch on on the parental iPad. I haven't been swearing, um, have I? I, I know. Actually, I've gotten in trouble because apparently I've sworn a lot. Uh, apparently, I swear a lot more than the rest of you. So I'm going to have to watch my language from oh. like in the last few minutes because I haven't been gone. It's pretty funny because I, I I got up to get the water. And I heard, like, Ryan doing his rambling about, you know, Bob getting water, trying to be quiet about it. But then I hear it, like, the delay. Like, I walk out there striking water, and then I hear you guys talking about the water. I always forget that there's about a, a 30 seconds. Yeah, there's a delay. I have a coworker so, yeah. who's very prim and proper, and she's on the phone today with her sister, and she's F this and F that and F that. And we're all looking at each other like, did she just really say that? Like, <laughs> I know, right? Like, she's like the H-E double hockey sticks lady. So, like, oh, my God. So, and just as a record, for the record, yes, the glass of water, the glass I use for water, yes, it's a, uh, it's, we know like those giant large cups you get at the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. Classic ones. Yeah. Well, this one is from the release of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Ooh. Uh, it hasn't held up very well. There's significant cracks in it. So you can only like lift, drink, well, fill it to a certain point. I have to. uh, That's dedication that you're still using it though. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, But it is, it is gigantic. I'm sorry. I just thought, and I'm sorry for for stepping over you there. I just thought that when you said Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, I need to share what happened this morning. Most of you, if you're my Facebook friends, you saw this morning we put up the last picture that we were hanging in the baby's nursery. It's it's Hagrid with baby Harry, and it's called the name of the name of the picture. The name of the picture is so that picture he fell asleep over Bristol, like well as we were flying over Bristol. That he painted that. James Hans painted that picture well over a year ago because he went through like a little Harry Potter phase because he had never read Harry Potter. So as he was reading the books, he was painting pictures. Yes. yes. Um, and obviously, given the frame of reference that we have now or the actors that portray them, he, you know, he painted Robbie Coltrane right. as Hagrid. Mm-hmm. 
And when he painted that picture, I'm like, well, clearly that's going to go in the, the baby's room someday. Right. You know, like I knew I was going to buy it. Um, it's such a sweet picture. So this is my morning. I want you to just, I want you to know what I'm dealing with here because sometimes you're like, oh, Ryan, he monologues, oh, Ryan this, oh, Ryan that. Oh, Ryan's actually a, a, a constellation, by the way. So, um, <laughs> what? my boss does that. He's like, oh, Ryan, get it? He's been doing that for 10 years. All right. So I get a call this morning at work from my mother and she's screaming. So all I can picture is for whatever reason, when Danielle went into labor, she called my mother. And not me, and my mother is freaking out, trying to get to me. Like, what's wrong? Why did you put a picture of a scary man in the baby's room? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, you <laughs> did not go there. Now, I have to just, for frame of reference, I have an Uncle Bob who came up the house the other night and told Danielle 63 different times, wow, you're huge! So, Bob is not Which in a good place I right really now. didn't think I was, by the way. Yeah, well, but, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Now Danielle's in therapy. So, I wrote, so I, I literally hung up the phone on my mother. I didn't even respond. I just slammed the phone down. I'm at work. Slammed the you phone don't, down. You don't mess with Hagrid. You don't. So, my mother later texted me and I wrote back, he's the nicest, I'm reading this from my text messages, he's the nicest character in Harry Potter. If you say that in front of Danielle, you'll be so far in the doghouse, you won't even be able to see Uncle Bob. <laughs> she wrote back, I won't. Picture scares me. Don't know who Scary Man is. Because <laughs> she's apparently five. <laughs> to which I write back, watch less soap operas. She writes back, ha ha, with like 17 spaces before, because she lost control of the space bar. I said... He's the man who rescues Harry the night his parents die. That's baby Harry Potter he's holding. She writes back, space, 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 oh. (laughs) I said, then when he's raised by an awful aunt and uncle, he goes back and rescues him when Harry's 11. She writes back, is your daughter's name someone in Harry Potter? I write back, focus, we've been through that. She says, oh, right. I think I saw that episode. It's just, yeah, so, this um, just bothers me. I would me. like to proudly announce that Ryan and Danielle's daughter's name is going to be Nymphadora Hermione. <laughs> Nymphadora Hermione. I'm like, you saw that episode? Was that the first season of Harry Potter or was that the second? What do you mean you saw that episode? <laughs> <laughs> that was my point. To be fair, I would like to see a Harry Potter TV show. Oh, I would love it. Yeah, oh, I know. Wouldn't it be like fantastic? The only one who's seen it right now has been my mother. So she's like, the name is from Harry Potter. So I said, yes, Ma, you caught me. The front runner is Nymphadora. She wrote, stop it. And I wrote, and this is just text after text. I'm like, Hermione, Lavender, Parvati, Minerva, Padma, Ginevra. And she's like, Rory, Megan, Molly. Because she's trying to like, <laughs> took it out with me. She got one. She did get one. She's hoping it's. I'm just like I don't know. I look at the picture of Hagrid. I'm like, how is he? How is he scary? I guess we don't know who he is. I guess apparently facial hair is scary. Facial hair is scary. And the goggles. Oh my god! It must be the goggles. It must be the goggles. So that was my. I'm so. I'm just like it was the most she said. I've seen that episode. I'm like God. Because they got. I I have a question for your mother. Yes. Is she afraid of Santa Claus? No, but apparently Ryan was when he's a baby. No. Do you know who Santa no. Do you know who why? Santa Claus was Uncle Bob. I know. He was. Well, Uncle Bob looks like Santa Claus. No, no. like he, he dressed, dressed up, up like Santa Claus. He dressed up like Santa Claus. So there's a picture of me, one years old, freaking out with Uncle Bob yeah. me. You like two like I am Benadrilled to the max. Yeah. Like I couldn't even move <laughs> yeah. in these pictures. For a while, if you Googled Ryan 
That's what BMW, came out. The pic- that was what came out. That's up. the picture that came out. And the Uncle picture Bo- of Hagrid is, I it's went beautiful. to it. It's awesome. And it is just beautiful, and he does not look scary at all. He's crying. If you actually look, like, Hagrid's crying in it, because he doesn't want to leave Harry. And I'm like, this is, like, the sweetest picture ever. <laughs> I remember when he when he painted it a yeah. year ago, because you got me watching you know, following him. And I remembered that time. And so, yeah, I think that's a great picture for the baby. It's actually right over the glider. So it's where I'll be sitting a lot. Like it's, that's the picture that's right near it. So So he's going to be watching over you. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. The scary Gentle giant. All you need is a picture of President Bartlett. <laughs> Shut. Yeah, there's no West Wing All stuff. Right. <laughs> now only you need to fly motorcycle. <laughs> I know. I think that was photo my flying flying motorcycle. I love when Sue breaks up and then laughs at her own joke that none of us heard. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's funny because like I feel like if um I feel like if Melinda was like. Like if if these were her childbearing years, her all her nursery stuff would be all Harry Potter. <laughs> Melinda, we're not saying it's too late for you, by the way. No. <laughs> all I just heard was Danielle to Melinda. No, no, no. You, you know were too I mean. old to mother. No, children. you know what I mean. I mean, like her kids are, yes. are growing oh, yes, up now, yes. and I meant like if she was yes, yes, yes. just starting a family, like then she would have like awesome Harry Potter nursery. <laughs> Melinda, don't give up hope. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's not, it's not Melinda that's having the baby snow. It's Leo. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're announcing that's their right. fort. Oh, yeah. So confused, but oh well. Where did we lose? <laughs> I don't know. It's giving birth to like a twenty-four pack of Miller. <laughs> yeah, it's Leo. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you later, Bob. All right, now with Bob's parents listening, we would like to ask him what he thought of the West Wing. Uh, I'm still, I'm still a conservative. Okay. Uh, I'm not a liberal. Uh, well, I've always, I've always considered myself more of a, a moderate Republican anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. You know, okay, so I got through the whole fifth season, which was a total slog. It was, it was horrible. Um, the end was better. The very, very end. I, li- I like the, the Israel you know, plot. I think, I, like I think you may be looking at it through rose colored glasses. Yeah. Um, when, when you're binge watching it, it's still pretty not that fantastic. Um, I, okay. So here are my general thoughts as a series. I loved it. I felt that it was a good, like, you know, look at a seven year or an eight year term presidency, uh, got to really get to know the characters. I think, you know, season six and seven really jumped the shark. Cause like it really, or like it jumped the shark in a nice way. Like, you know, the fact that the story became like, Obviously, we know that a lot, like, there was a lot of renegotiations of contracts, and yeah. because of it, like, not everyone, like, everyone would be, like, on every third episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, like, a show that's supposed to be about the Bartlett administration became about anything but the Bartlett administration. And it's just, like, and the whole thing, like, with Toby, full spoilers for the entirety of the West Wing. Yeah. For anyone. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing watching. that Richard Schiff hated. He yeah, hated and, like, that. okay, so Richard Schiff's character, Toby, basically leaks information of a militarized space shuttle um, to the press because, you know, militarizing space doesn't seem like a good idea for anybody. Um, But Mm. so basically by doing that, then he basically becomes a federal criminal. And it just, it felt like the writers needed something to be happening at the white house Otherwise, it was going to be totally run over by the presidential campaign. Yeah, and like a couple things. Like, just, yeah, like and I it became a really shitty reason to basically 
really jumped the shark with Toby's character. And like I don't know what came well, first. He, and he hated that, right? And I don't know. I, yeah, that. and I don't know what honestly came first. I feel like season five was because the, the first four seasons were were Day of the Life of the White House episodes. Every episode was about the White House. Season five, Aaron Sorkin leaves, and they kept doing it, but with uh, you know much less competent writers not saying they weren't good, but saying that Aaron Sorkin was brilliant, so you could really know this when things were off. And by that point, the show went into year six, the ratings were dropping, they got a new night. At one point, they moved from Wednesdays to Sundays. I think it was year six. And whether the, the decision was made that we need to move the show in a new direction because creatively we can't keep doing what we've been doing or whether they decided we need to save money by moving the show in a new direction because we can get cheaper actors. I don't honestly know what came first, but I feel like by by expanding the, the, the basic characters you had to, by extension, show less of the characters we already knew. Um, I, like, I feel like it did breathe new life into the show, and my... It did. My my explanation for it is, the, the show's The West Wing, so the last two years were about winning The West Wing. Right. And I, I completely agree with that. Um, because, like, there came a point where, like, you know, when you see the preview on Netflix for the next episode, and when you see that picture of Martin Sheen, it's like, oh, crap, it's a White House episode. Like, <laughs> it, it was... I mean, like, like, seriously, like, the only things that happened at the White House were fuck over Toby. Sorry, Mom and Dad, for this curse word. But I didn't swear. That was your son, <laughs> Robert. Screw over Toby. Or let's start World War Three, but not really. Mm-hmm. Like, let's have China and uh, Russia get into an oil conflict in made-up Middle East country. Well, there was actually Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan's actually a real country. That was a... It was a no, it's fake. Kazakhstan? <laughs> We apologize to Kazakhstan for all of our Kazakhstan listeners. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I always forget which ones are fake. Which it's, ones it's, are like, fake. it's all the Russian porn bots come from, from Kazakhstan. Yeah, that's probably which reminds me I need to check on the the chat to make sure we're not getting another. Oh no, good. We've stopped getting spam. Sorry for anyone's paying attention in the uh, Twitch chat. But anyway, um, it just it seemed I don't know. It just seemed like it was, was spread way too thin. Also, okay. I want you to explain this to me, Ryan. Yes. You who loves politics. Yes. You who who is liberal. Yes. Or not liberal, you're like a Democrat. Why in a million years would you run Leo McGarry as your VP? Why did we why did Bush pick Cheney? When you have Santos looks He's like, like damn it. Santos looks like <laughs> Santos looks like the young, charismatic guy. Yeah. Leo McGarry comes across as as the the only guy in the Democratic Party who knows what the hell he's doing. He's Bartlett's brain. He he's brilliant. Anyone who's ever met him knows. Like you can write any story you want for Leo. What kind of bugged me about the series at times is. In, in, in politics, when it started, like there's a there's a scene that there's a scene in the first season where a Republican says to Josh, "Unless you do what we want, we're going to stop your entire agenda." He's like, "What? Even the things we agree on?" And today, mm-hmm. like you cannot get a Republican to even be spotted on the same street as a Democrat in Washington. It's so polarized. So it's, you have to kind of take it from where it was written. But like my favorite scene from the fourth season is when there's, um, there's a pipe bomb blows up at the school. A bunch of students are dead and Bartlett gives this very, you know, impassioned speech about um, the, mm. the streets of heaven are too crowded with angels with the, with the great music in the background. And it's very powerful. All that would happen if that happened in the real world was headlines screaming, kids are dead. Bartlett goes to DNC fundraiser. Right. That would be the story, and that was never mentioned in the show, but I feel like that would be the past. The, what happened in that episode was there was a big fight for 
um, the Democratic nomination. Um, Santos is, is encouraged to, to drop out, and Russell's falling to Baker, and then Baker has a has a health scandal with his wife, and it's back and forth, back and forth. Second question. Yeah. Can you do that? Yes. Can you just be like, I want to be president yes. at the convention, and if you get enough people to vote for you. Yep. So mm-hmm. it says, like, screw over all the people. Who That's how it used to work. That's how it worked until 1952. 19, like it was, it was real, real, like Kennedy. I think like we're talking only fifty years of the way it's right. now, where we know who it's going to be. Absolutely, they used to. Harry Truman got picked for vice president at the convention. Yeah, like no, like he didn't go around the country with 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 Roosevelt. He got picked at the convention because Roosevelt was dying. His his vice president was essentially a communist. He was so far to the left, so they picked Harry Truman to become the new president when when because FDR knew he was dying, and apparently no one else did. That's absolutely how it worked. Um, we were actually looking that, I don't know if it's changed, I haven't read the news today, but they're looking at the, the whole thing with the Speaker of the House because the Republicans are in such shambles in the House. Yeah. You actually don't need to be a congressman to be Speaker of the House. I know, that's actually in so the they're, at, they're actually saying, yeah. they were actually saying, you know, we can't, the Republicans can't agree on someone. They may need some Democratic votes to, to elect this. What if we pick, like, you know, pick one guy. Is there anyone left that we all can agree that we like? Pick one guy and have him be the Speaker of the House, even though if he's not a politician, because they, they literally had nothing. Mm. Um, but when that, you see the article about someone uh, jokingly putting up a Craigslist ad for the yeah, well, that was, the Democrats did that. I thought that was pretty cute. But no, the, what would have happened um, if you remember at the end of the episode, Bartlett steps in and picks Santos. Mm-hmm. So he, so what would you run if you were Vinick? Bartlett steps in and picks Santos. And gives Santos the he get, comes in endorses Santos he behind the scenes a, a White House puppet. And okay, Santos is now the nominee because Partlett gave it to him. Who did Santos then pick as his vice president? Uh, Bartlett's chief, uh, former chief of staff, who is also Bartlett's best okay. friend. Oh, best friend. Best yeah, friend. seriously, like you picked my best. You, I, you're picking my best friend as your vice president, and I'll endorse you. Like, but that never came up as a thing. That's like, of course what they would run. And that never, so it's like every once in a while I felt like there was a plot line that should have been a thing that they never. Well, you have to keep in mind, right. too, that it's an incredibly idealized view. Yes. Of, and that's oh, it's thing. a super idealized view. I mean, right. it's, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And what I thought was nice about the later seasons. Kind of some other things that kind of. They let the Republicans, some of them, some of the, like, Vinick's running mate was, was, was an asshole. But, like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Bobo, I, I apologize for saying that. But, um. <laughs> Vinick's running mate? Yeah. Sullivan. He, oh, he was the one. Blank. He was going after Bartlett. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. He, since he I was like it, sclerotic so. in a sentence to okay. try to bring up the MS. But like Vinick, I think was a great character. Bruno Gianelli. Yeah, Bruno's awesome a good character. character. Like, like all, the Republicans. I feel like almost two to each one of them. Do you know? I never people. liked Jimmy Smith until until this until he was on West Wing. Yeah, I was never a huge fan of Jimmy Smith, but I thought he was really good. Yeah. Remember the one with the broken bed? Yes, that's pretty funny. That funny. That's pretty funny. My favorite was um, the whole episode. It's it's something where he needs, like you broke the bread. Like Santos needs to comment on something. It's something like the FBI scandal or whatever. And he comes out. He's like, I'm only going to say this once. There's no way that bed was still reinforced. And he was. That's pretty funny. <laughs> total, to, okay, total like annoying point and annoying point. So in the, in the entire run of the West Wing, Fresno is mentioned twice. Yeah. The first time Fresno is actually mentioned is during like a, a interview blitz like with all the local affiliates, mm-hmm. uh, NBC affiliates. And actually they use, like, the actual NBC affiliate here in Fresno, uh, KC24. Um, but then, like, when they when they were actually, when the campaign was actually in Fresno, 
um, when they were doing their California run, like they had like uh, a, a Fresno station that wasn't the NBC affiliate. It was just like a totally made up thing. Like, wait a minute. So you can use your NBC affiliate for like earlier in the show or, or like five episodes ago, but now you're using a fake one? I don't know. Well, what also happened is during the plot line where um, San Andreo, California almost blew up because its nuclear reactor melted down, they also made up a city. There is no San Andreo, California. No, I know there's no there's, okay, that, that's also made up. I live city. in California. I know there's Yeah, he knows. <laughs> yeah. I did like that plot line. It's actually, based on, there's, 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 it's actually based off an actual uh, nuclear plant. I forget what city it's in. It's San something. Well, they didn't want to get bad ratings, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or bad, or you're the mayor of San whatever. San what, whatever it is. If they picked a real one. But I did like the plot point in that episode where Bartlett says, okay, we're going we're gonna to tell people to stay, you know, 15 miles outside of the zone, and, and the, the, the locals are like, no, no, 10 miles. You know, the, the local guys at the radiological detection center, no, tell people within 10 miles they're fine. Fine, we're setting up base camp at 10 miles, and you're joining me. We're more comfortable with 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that was clever. But um, now, I, the, there's rumors back and forth. Originally, Vinick was supposed to win it, apparently. And then, yeah, but uh, apparently that wasn't the case. I, I, don't, I, I don't know the deal with that, but I did kind of like how they ended it with Toby, although it's still weird that Toby wasn't there. It's just... Yeah. It's like, why was Toby not in the season finale? Like, at all. Yeah. That Sor- was weird. Sorkin's original version of the episode, or, I'm sorry, his original, I guess, um, thought for the last scene of the last episode was going to be similar to, actually, uh, The Way, also starring Martin Sheen, where you're just going to see Bartlett walking down the street as, like, Joe Schmo. And he's he's next president, but he's kind of like one of the people again because it's no longer his job. And that would have been the last shot of the last episode. Whereas we get this weird shot of Bartlett on Air Force One <laughs> flying over the ocean, which is kind of weird. But yeah, um, like flying away on you know Air Force One, yeah. Or not Air Force One at that point, but you know, yeah, the presidential planes. Yep, same plane. But I don't. I, yeah. So I mean, I feel like. There's a lot of shows, like one the, one of the shows I love the most, Gilmore Girls. I feel like the last season was the worst. I feel like for West Wing, the fifth season was the worst, and it kind of rallied at the end. It wasn't perfect, but I think it was they did a good job expanding the characters and kind of reinventing the show. So I'm kind of glad it didn't go out on bottom. I, it didn't go out on top, but it didn't go out on bottom either. And yeah, I, I felt that it was a okay ending. Like I, it wasn't like. Oh, this is the worst ending ever, like How I Met Your Mother. But it also wasn't like, man, I feel so good on the inside. Warm fuzzies. Has, um, Bob, have you seen The American President? <laughs> Did we talk about that before? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I can't remember. A lot. In fact, because uh, it's the same writer. Assuming my mom is still listening, it's actually one of her go-to movies. Yeah, well, it's Aaron Sorkin. Mom, well. we have so much in common. We should chat, because I love um, that movie. We, uh... <laughs> She, I usually make fun of her when she's watching it. Aww. But now the next time she puts it on, it's going to be really hard not to sit down and just watch it, just based off of how many West Wing people are. I know, I know. It's, you know, that it's a story. Like, it, like I, I looked at a, a clip, and by the way, okay, who do you, who would you prefer as president? And President Shepard or President Bartlett? Me, Bartlett. Bartlett, but that's kind of unfair, because, you know. See, yeah, that's the thing, you know, you know it's, yeah, Bartlett. it's not super political on Shepard. Yeah. And, and Shepard's kind of a crappy president through almost all of 
the American president. Ryan likes to. This is what Ryan does, ready? Because he, when he talks about Aaron Sorkin, he likes to point out how Aaron Sorkin uses same or very similar lines throughout his his stuff. So, like in American President, when Sydney Sydney Allen Wade, right, has to leave the White House for the first time after spending the night, and the president says to her. Talk to the press, don't talk to the press. It's entirely up to you. Abby Bartlett gets that line. Yes. He, he would point out that Abby Bartlett gets that line when she has to tell the doctors, my husband has MS, you know, tell, tell the, the press, press, don't tell the press. press. It's entirely up to you. In the uh, So now you can notice these little things about Aaron Sorkin, how he likes to recycle his lines. Well, the last line, the last episode of Newsroom, I guess, had the same title as um, the first season finale of West Wing and also the last episode of Sports Night. So do you know that he just did the movie Steve Jobs? He's getting into some... He got into a pissing match. I'm wondering if it's any good. Well, he got into a pissing match with... Um, Kate Winslet's in it, which makes me think Was it, it Tim Cook? He got into a real big pissing match with Tim Cook, actually, this About season. that movie? Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking it up, because he actually had to walk back a comment he made. Well, like, there was this video about, um, about the movie on Facebook that kept popping up, so I was like, oh, I'll watch it. And the preview... All it did was make it seem like Steve Jobs had a kid that he was trying to deny was his. And I'm like, wait, it, what is this movie about? <laughs> it oh, was weird. Least, it's not a biopic. It's um, they're taking Steve Jobs and kind of doing other stuff. Like it's ah. based on a true story kind of thing. Because um, then they showed him at like an Apple conference where he was unveiling new product. I'm like, I'm confused. What is this movie about? I haven't seen it, but from what I've read, it's sort of. It's rather than going through his whole life or whatever, it does sort of major points in his journey of okay. doing Apple things. Okay. And also, apparently, his wife really didn't want it made because she kept phoning their prospective lead actors and begging them not to do it. Oh, God. So <laughs> well, now I'm not sure I want to see this movie. Well, what happened was, I don't have the exact quote here, but she, um, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, called Aaron Sorkin opportunistic for um for t- for telling the story you know the way he was and Sorkin responded back to um to Tim Cook in this paraphrasing but the intent was well you're a company that's you know paying people 4 cents an hour who are like 8 years old to make your iPhones and you're calling me opportunistic oh shit which is no shit line <laughs> just like ooh. so then he kind of walked that back saying we're great friends and we yeah. can so that's kind of like ooh. once you kind of accuse them of child labor like, yeah. you can't really walk oh that goodness. back as, as easily. So, I don't know. Well, no, it's just that if you look at the preview that's out now, it just it's it just seems confusing. It's sort of like, oh, okay. But, you know, whatever. Well, the two reviews I've read were positive, but um, it was like the the best Steve Jobs biopic isn't a biopic or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you oh, might I, enjoy it. I don't know. I have the quote here. Um, yeah, um, Cook accused Sorkin of, of just trying to get rich off the movie. He's like, no one did this movie to get rich. Um, second, um, first, nobody did this movie to get rich. Secondly, Tim Cook should really see the movie before he decides what it is. Third, if you've got a factory full of children in China assembling phones for 17 cents an hour, you've got a lot of nerve calling someone else opportunistic. Oh. <laughs> Walk it back, Tim Cook. No, that was Sorkin. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I know. So... I don't think Tim Cook would talk about the factory full of children he has. I'm saying walk back the criticism. Yeah, that, that would be a stupid decision yeah. to make. Oh, man. We have the best child labor in the well, world. Well, you know what it is? I mean, I think 
I would certainly call Steve Jobs a visionary, but everyone's got demons. So, oh, yeah. You know. Well, I think the, the most... The guy wasn't perfect, but he... You know. Well, I think the most impressive people in the world are the ones who are, who are more screwed up in the head yeah. than anybody else. I mean, you know what I mean? Because people who don't have as many problems don't have the drive, probably. I know. That's true. To improve the yeah. world to that degree. Somebody who was commenting on the article I read said um, they've seen enough Steve Jobs movies now. They want one about Steve Wozniak. But <laughs> Why? I actually kind of enjoyed that because he seems like such a... Well, how many movies are there? There's that old one, so The Pirates of Silicon Valley. Yeah, the one with um, Noah Wiley. Yeah. Yep, then there's... Oh, I don't know. I that's the only one I've seen. I yeah, think. and then there's the one based off of actually the the um, Steve Jobs um, biography that came out. And then there's this oh one. yeah, the book that came out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a bunch. Yeah. There's a bunch. And they all. Huh. So the West Wing, good series. So we're, we're happy with the West Wing. Was there anything yeah, else? Overall, it was a good. It was a good show. Uh, I mean, clearly he wouldn't have watched the whole thing if yeah, he, no, you know, he, he definitely would have stopped if you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, at, at some point, it became about like, oh, I want to see what the, the next presidential yeah. campaign is about. Oh, I want to see how it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't great That's... at the end, but it was like I wanted to watch it to the end. Yeah, it was yeah. sad at the end too. Well, it was sad too with the passing of John Spencer. Oh, I mean, was... so yeah. sad. So I still sad. swear they said he died of a heart attack. I swear he had to have had cancer or something because over like the last two years he looks gaunt. He looks. I just you think know, like I, I disagree. If you on that, like if you look in comparison, like the beginning of the show, he kind of looks the same. He, he, he does have kind of that same look throughout. He, I mean, so you can't. No, you know, he, could he, be I aging. think, I think be... he does lose weight. He was uh, only fifty-seven. He did lose died. some weight. Yeah, he's only, he wasn't even. He was fifty-seven. He looked much older by the end of it. I thought, but uh, I think it must always be so tough when like an ensemble cast like that. And I think they're a cast that really got along. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so hard when they lose somebody, right? You know, well, like that scene where CJ um, has to tell President Barlow that Leo's yeah, dead. That, that, that was them be, crying. It's just going to be happened. awful, like when that happens. Well, they said the hardest scene was because Kristen Chenoweth um, sang at his funeral. Mm-hmm. And there's that scene where she's kind of like walking onto the plane, just like all giggly because, um, you know, she's thinking of Leo because they haven't killed Leo off yet, but John Spencer was dead. That scene, I guess, was really hard for her to do because she just kept crying every time she tried to do it. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah that was sad, but. So, Bob, no um, pun intended, actually pun intended, what's next? What are you watching next? I am not sure, to be honest with you. Uh, but the season is now back in session. Uh, I usually have a show most nights. So, uh, in fact, I'm actually behind on Heroes. But uh caught the Flash, caught up with uh, Arrow. Um, been actually watching a little bit of The, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. That's How what is um, he's not John Stewart, but he's doing a pretty good job. Um, I'm liking it so far, to be honest. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully he'll, uh, he'll definitely, I don't know, a lot of people are really happy with him. And I've been checking the various, like, subreddits and areas of Daily Show fandom, if you will. Mm-hmm. And most people seem to be pleased with him. Like, they feel that he's doing a better, they're, they're do, he's doing better than their expectations. Well, remember, remember when John Stewart took over for Craig Kilborn? I mean, everyone was sort of like, you know, oh, John Stewart, he won't be as good, and then I he did it. He, yeah, the Daily Show started with Craig Kilborn. No, I know, but I don't remember. But that. like, I don't know. I always, I, I used to watch it more then, um, and then um, I, I always liked John Stewart right from the beginning. But he yeah. had, you know, he still had that transition. 
But John Stewart's great. Yeah. He's awesome. Yes. So. There's always going to be a transition. Yeah. So do we have anything else to talk about on our... I, I don't even want to say the name of the segment because Bob's parents were listening and I feel uncomfortable. Shoot the shit. Can we say shit? Yeah, it's entire show. I think that West Wing is was not part of the shoot the shit segment. I think that was it was something. our segment. I don't know what but <laughs> I think we need to talk a little bit about next week. Completely agree. Well, let's do that. For those of you who aren't aware, next week will be the season finale of Point of View Weekly, um, and that's when we're going to go into our uh, our baby slash holiday break uh, for <laughs> the rest of the year. Yes, I know, no more Point of View Weekly for the rest of the year. I'm actually probably, I'm more sad actually, about it than I thought it was going to be. Well, I mean, I just want to say that just because we're not going to be recording official podcasts, like, I'm sure we'll have time to just get together for Skype chats. Yeah, and the thing, too, is, like, we actually have a few, if you're listening to this, um, you, you'll, you'll probably just have heard them, but we actually have, like, four episodes or three, no, two episodes that we haven't uh, released yet, plus this one. So there's, there's four more to be released as of the time we're recording this. We might get to the point where it's, like, in mid-November, and we're like, please, God, can we podcast? I mean, we might get a routine down well enough that we can still maybe podcast for a little bit. Ma, watch the baby. Throw in the episode of the Harry Potter. We'll yeah. be back in Let's half put the scary man on the TV. Yeah, we'll be back in 42 <laughs> minutes once Harry Potter's over. Put that scary bearded man on the The thing about Harry Potter is they got picked up for 14, for 13 episodes, then they picked yeah, up the back line. Because the ratings were okay, so the show could last seven years. I wish. Well, you know, Hagrid can tie a rifle in a knot, so he is. You know, remember how he like ties the gun in a knot? So scary if he's bringing you to meet his pets. (laughs) Yes, on your bottom if you're selfish. Yeah, that's true. This is true. Scary as well. (laughs) So we're going to do a finale program next week. We're not quite sure what it's going to be about yet, but that's going to be the plan. Did we decide Monday or Tuesday? Either one's fine. Either one's fine. I I think we're going to try for Monday. That will also be live. I I promise the listeners in the chat we do that one live. Okay. 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 Speaking of being live, if you are listening to this show live, we're going to be playing a couple rounds of Quiplash (sighs) after to make us a gaming podcast. That's a fun game. For anyone who's live right now. I have to say. Uh, we'll be, oh, and I just, we'll be we should throw this out cool. there. If, if you're looking at your, your, you know, your podcast catcher thing, something, and you're like, where is the next episode? There's no other episodes in the season that came out. It's because between now and the next three days, Danielle gave birth. <laughs> so we weren't able to do the finale episode. So oh, we'll, 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 we'll probably still do the finale episode without you guys if you guys, if that ends up being the case, but. <laughs> Oh, it's the Sue and Bob show. Never mind. Yeah, that's right. Scott, <laughs> we do have the rule if there's more than three people missing, we won't podcast. Well, maybe, Bob, you can bring your parents. I'll have my mother call in. You can talk about the scary man. I mean, we get, you can gobble it together. <laughs> That'd be an interesting episode. Maybe we can get Jen home, and we'll we'll throw Jen in. Isn't Jen home? Jen just I got home. She should be home, yeah. She just got home, yeah. I talked to her yesterday. So, but yeah, she was thing. on quite a trip. It was, you know, it looked like a lot of fun, and it looked really educational. I think they they learned a lot, so that was cool. Depending on what happens on Monday, I might be a listener. You never know. While you're singing. No, uh, I'm heading over to Saskatoon for Thanksgiving, so oh, that's right. right. Yeah. I won't be here to podcast, but we will have access to computers, so, you know, I could listen yeah. in. 
I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is that Canadian Thanksgiving? It is. Yes, yes. it is. Will you? Does it? Oh, up? was Bob on his bathroom break when that happened? I, was that an un, on was, the water break? No, it was an unannounced bathroom break because I would have been like, Bob's peeing. I was like, wait, yeah, we yeah. discussed this already. Good God! <laughs> I'm sorry, I must. No, no, no. I think it was when you were getting your. You water. were getting your water. I do like my water. Mm. Yes. Anyway. So, so, it's Canadian the, Thanksgiving, and we eat most of the same things you guys do, I expect. Like, you, the sort of stereotypical Thanksgiving meal is Thanksgiving and potatoes and stuffing and mm. some sort of vegetables. You mean turkey? And, uh, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, you're right. You're like, it's Thanksgiving and stuffing and turkey. What did I say? You said you, you eat said it's <laughs> Thanksgiving. You eat Thanksgiving and, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, usually it's turkey. Um, oh, there we go. And potatoes and gravy and uh, mm, stuffing I'm and hungry now. pumpkin pie. Uh, <laughs> some people do apple pie. Some people do sounds chicken. Like, yep, people sounds do like ham, our sounds but, like our you know. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. So okay, Scott. Here's the million dollar question: When you make your homemade whipped topping, do you use maple syrup to flavor it instead of sugar? Because Bob I've never really tried that. To have I imagine it could work, but it, no. it would work. It, 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 it's what I do. Tongue. Yeah, <laughs> I use maple syrup or maple sugar. The only thing I've used like maple syrup for is pancakes. Well, New Englanders love maple syrup too. Yeah, I, I know. I love Vermont. Here. Right Vermont for it. I'm really not. I'm not far enough east. That's true. I love maple syrup. Mm, the only so reason good. I have maple syrup and it's actual maple syrup is because my sister was in Ontario and brought us back stuff. Mm. <laughs> so that works. Cool. So. I want to play a game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Real fast. Yeah. Well, wait, okay. Are you thinking about what I'm thinking, Sue? Probably. Go ahead. Are we talking about the play? Yes. Go for it. Well, so, um, Cora has put together a Christmas play for us that we need to record in time to release for Christmas. And all of us have parts, but there are lots of other parts. So we need Pufoinians that are going to play different parts, and we will get a list up on both the forum and in the chat, and we would really like people to sign up for parts. So, and you can record them yourself, or if you need help, you can get a hold of me, and I will record them for you over a, sca a Skype, you know, call. Change the plans, kids. We're going to record the full episode, but not until after the new year. And for Christmas, we're just going to do a brief part of it because we just don't have enough time to get it all together. Thanks. And then Bob <laughs> is going to edit it. He swears. <laughs> so I don't have time. What? We'll see what happens. Wow. That was just so funny. You were like, <laughs> Wow. I, I see how it is. around here, people. Well, excuse me. I'm going to go out and spell cast. Goodbye. Oh, uh -huh. I edited one of those too. No, you haven't. I was like, I don't think I have, you've ever. I have the unedited one that you kept. You have an unedited me. one. I'm like, you haven't edited it. You've offered uh, to edit it because we need a lot. I'm just. I'm looking through the script now. We're gonna need a lot of people for this. Like, we might be having. Yeah, like, the we're gonna need it. The, deli the delivery nurse during like you know a break in the contractions. I need oh, you to read stop. here, here, no. here, here, here. No, no, no. By the way, I had this thought as I was falling asleep after Ryan said goodnight. Or a good morning or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I was like, Turner. one of the stuff I, I do most of my like professional recording slash like major recording stuff on this portable mic, uh, that I got from my friend Mike. Anyway, it's like <laughs> the highest quality microphone I have. And I was tempted to like, if I send this to Ryan, 
I wonder if he'd be willing to do like a audio, uh, an, a, a log or a vlog or audio log of the baby being born. No. Danielle was zoning out reading something and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> like she came, no. like red alert. She was like, I, her eyes shot, her head shot back. No! <laughs> no. I, I could just see Ryan doing play-by-play. What kills me is... Can Danielle, Danielle no. would like to do a little aside here, because something's been gnawing no, at Danielle. No, what kills me is, I don't know, for years apparently I've been giving off the vibe that I'm that crazy hippie person that wants to give birth in a, in like a tub without any medical intervention, and like I want drums and flutes and all this bullshit. Like, Sorry, Mom. Like, no! Like, people keep asking me, like, are you going to give birth at home? Well, are you going to homeschool your kids? Are you going to do this? I'm like, oh, my God. I want to go to the hospital. I want to get shot up with drugs. Like, why am I giving... That's what my other friend just said, too. Like, why am I giving off these vibes? And my plan is... Drugs! Take take meds, have the baby, leave me alone. (laughs) I know. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, if I had to write out my birth plan, all it would say is get the kid out safely. Like, that's all I care about. Like, I don't have some crazy, like, I don't know. And I'm just like, why do people think this about me? I don't know. It's not like people haven't been having babies for thousands of years without, you know, writing a flow chart. Oh, my God. I know. Well, and then, like, here's the thing. Like, I I have friends on Facebook that they're either nurses or they work in the medical profession and they, they are very passionate about like childbirth and that's, that's fine. Like that's your thing. That's what, that's what you care about. That's awesome. And they post all these articles about, you know, make sure you get the birth that you want. And I'm like the birth that I want, like, I just want it to be over. Like I, I don't want some crazy thing. And then, like, um, my friend that worked the other day was like, oh, are you going to videotape it? I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I'm like, because I'm really going to want to watch this afterwards. Like, I just... <laughs> um, the chat I thinks know. that Ryan's going to tweet it. No. So that's no, no phones. Oh, no social media. No phones. I will have probably my Apple Watch on me if the battery lasts. I can probably write like I one. think that can be one of the times when Ryan's in the moment and not yes. on social media. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to have my phone in the room. I can respond yes or no if there's downtime. If I just am like, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Right, as far as the play goes, um, there are uh, quite a few characters. We, w- This is the first draft so far that Cora's done, and it is fairly amazing, but we may have to go through and, you know, condense some things and trim stuff down a little bit because there's a lot of stuff in there, and we have to actually record this in the next three months. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably yeah. more time to record so we'll see what happens with that, but we will post up a list for people to look at and um, give them ideas of what kinds of characters there are and stuff. So yeah. hopefully people will volunteer. Of people who've already volunteered, and thank you very much to those people. Like, I know that PS's uh, dude plays Slughorn. Uh, only if she can use a managed voice, though, because I, I want a manly voice for Slughorn. That's funny. Um, and then uh, I think she'll have uh, to record all her lines just before, just after she gets up in the morning. <laughs> That's what I do most of my. Ooh. Actually, no, I hate. I hate. I, to me, it sounds like morning voice. 
Like, I can tell, like, to me, it sounds like morning voice. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. People have morning voice. It's like you can tell they're not quite awake yet. Oh, yeah, it's like when I interviewed Ryan for the first time on Spellcast, I had serious morning voice. Oh, yeah. it's like, wow, was I, like, only a quarter asleep when I interviewed Well, so did I, but I had a suit on so I could project. You. Yeah, you, you at least had coffee. Ryan's very for, sniffly in the morning. For you, it was like 9 o'clock morning. in the morning. For me, it was like 6 a.m. Right. Yeah. I'm like, why am I awake? Oh, yeah, this Potter fake weekly guy. I'm like, oh, well, I just want to say, right now, PFW stuff. feel free to dump lines that we don't think other people can record on Danielle, because she can actually read her lines in the waiting pool in the living room while she's giving birth. Hey, because- Scott and I have to sing a song. No one else gets to complain. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. Minerva is yeah. singing with you. Apparently. Who was Minerva? Do we know? I no thought one's it was Minerva Scarlet, yet, but we... Scarlet says, no, she's not Minerva, she's somebody else, so I don't know. <laughs> so we have an opera singing Minerva uncast. The, the narrator that you have to read through to figure out who she is. Figure out who she yes. is. <laughs> the mystery of the narrator. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mooney's the narrator. But Mooney has a I part. Wait, no, I'm no, so no, confused. No, Mooney is McGonagall. Oh, okay. Well, I have a question. When we sing that, we're going to have to actually get on sing. Skype for that. That's Wait. one of the things we'll have to get on Skype for. I have a question. So if we don't know who the narrator is, but we're hearing the narrator, aren't we going to know who we're listening to or no? Well, you'll we will know that the narrator read is the play and you'll understand. Like Scarlet, okay. but we won't necessarily know who that is. Well, I just got the I just got the full PDF, so I, I get that. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It sounds like some of you guys want to stick around a little bit for Quiplash. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but we are we are 15 minutes over, and so I'm thinking we should probably end this episode of Point of View Weekly to move on to some Quiplash. Sounds right. good. Anything else? Sounds All like right. Well, that's going sounds to do good. it for this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. We hope you enjoyed listening live or on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you may be using. Uh, from all of us here at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I'm Bob. I'm Ryan. I'm Danielle. Scott's typing. <laughs> and I'm Sue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's and that's going to do it for this week's episode. I already said that. Never mind. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night, Bye. Good night everyone. Good night, everyone.